Hey everyone, welcome to the Citizen Sit Down Podcast. This is a podcast where we sit down with different leaders and we talk about life and leadership. Today we're sitting down with Alex Wood. Alex is the vicar of Harbour Church in Portsmouth. Harbour Church uh, was planted in 2016 as a church plant from Holy Trinity Brompton and St. Peter's Brighton. Uh, That church was the fastest growing church within the HCB network and now is the largest church in Portsmouth. Um, Alex is husband to Liz, dad to Annie and to my goddaughter, Flory. So we're so excited to have Alex on the podcast today. Hope you enjoy. Mate, Alex, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here, Brian. Very, very excited. Brian? Yes, well, I call you Brian because you're my friend and that is the name I've chosen for you. Just so the world knows, my name isn't Ryan, short for Brian. That is what I declare it to be. Anyway, great. We're talking about you. So, uh, Alex, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, Tell us, let's just jump straight in. Tell us about what it was like, life was like growing up. What, did you always go to church? Did you always plan on being a vicar? Well, that's... um, where to start but i definitely didn't grow up going to church um i grew up and um we didn't we weren't like a church going family or anything like that Mm. i went to university in manchester and had what i would sort of describe as a really typical experience of being a student in manchester um didn't meet a single christian the whole time i was there Mm. actually apart from one time when we were on a night out in a scream bar i don't think they're a thing anymore what What is a scream it's like a scream as in the movie yes but not that's not um that's relevant but uh, uh. yes it, they're just they're called screen bars yeah. and um, we were on a night out and a girl walked in and she asked if she was like oh is this the Christian Union and we, I felt really uncomfortable for her so I sort of <laughs> thought oh I hope you don't you know because this is not the Christian Union no um, <laughs> and so that was my only experience of Christianity at university yeah. no experience whatsoever but my um, a, a mate of mine was a Christian a guy who I met when I was on that summer from university mm. in Swansea he some of his mates went to church and definitely I noticed something about them Mm. um but i didn't really think anything of it and actually when i was at university one sunday morning after a particularly heavy night out Mm. i decided to go to church and i think it was because i'd had this experience of meeting this group of christians in swansea while i was at home for the summer Mm. and um, i turned up to church and i didn't obviously know where to go to church but i went to Mm. the sort of um building with the pointy tower just to sort of like turned up at 10 o'clock in the morning and a friend of mine um, from my course decided to come with me. Um, she actually was still on a night out at that time. <laughs> so she hadn't gone home. Um, and we went in, sat yeah. at the back. And I'm sure they were really lovely people. But f- my experience was that everything I found at that church was irrelevant to my life. It was incredibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my opinion, boring. Um, it was boring and relevant. And I, I, I felt like this just is definitely not the answer to maybe some of the questions yeah, I'm searching yeah, yeah, yeah. for. Um, and then I forgot all about it, moved to London and actually ended up in a flat share with this guy from Swansea because um, he moved to London at the same time. And again, he was like a really normal down to earth guy. But mm. he every Sunday night he'd go off to church, which meant I'd be on my own in the house. Um, yeah. Actually never invited me, cause, um, which was weird until one Sunday. He was like, oh, I'm off to church again. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah. yes, obviously I want to come. Like, why have you not been inviting me? Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, invite yeah. me to everything else you do, to football <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I went and I was like, oh, there's something here. But what struck me most mm. was that this guy lived his life in a way and had this sort of um, character that was really attractive, that he seemed mm. to have this peace and this contentment, but also this security yeah. that I didn't have. Even though on paper, I felt like my life should be 
slightly better than his. I had a slightly <laughs> better job yeah, and yeah, he yeah, looked yeah, slightly yeah, bigger yeah. room in the house. Yeah. Um, and he persuaded me to do Alpha. So I did Alpha mm. at a church in London called HTB. Was um, Alpha, if people don't know, is this um, small group opportunity to discuss questions of life, the meaning of faith, the meaning of life and questions of faith, I'll probably say. And, uh, and I was really difficult in the group. I just did not yeah. believe it. I had no intention of believing it. I wasn't going to be persuaded. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I had this encounter with Jesus on the Holy Spirit weekend away. Wow. I was filled with the Holy Spirit and it changed my life forever. Um, so that Come was on. actually my journey into faith. And then I yes. found a church that felt relevant, felt accessible, yeah. felt like it made a difference in my life, felt authentic. So that was like this whole shift, actually, in my understanding of church and faith happened then when I was in my early 20s. Wow. Would you say that, um, so you went to this church and would you say that that kind of reinforced your stereotype, I guess, of what? The one in Manchester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it did. And, and I guess that, that my housemates were like, what, the, what on earth were you doing going to church, you weirdo? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. back by 11 and they were like, just getting up. And I was like, I've yeah. been to church, boys. And they were like, have you actually? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, you're lying. There's no way. You've not been to church. It's Sunday morning. I was like, I've been to church. Wow. It was terrible. <laughs> so what, what, what was it different about this church, this other church that you went to then when you went to London? What, what, what's the difference that made you want to keep going well, back? I'm, I definitely think that churches are good when there's a broad range of them. And perhaps yeah. I just went to one that wasn't right for me. And who knows, somebody else could have walked in there and had a really, really yeah, positive yeah, yeah. experience. So I yeah. would never want to say that it was a bad church because I reckon they were probably amazing people. It just didn't connect with my life mm. because the average age was probably late 70s and I yeah. was going in as a 19 year old. The, the talk just didn't impact me in any way. Nobody said hello to me. Yeah. There was no sort of like invitation or welcome or anything like yeah. that. And I just thought, oh, you know what? This just isn't. Clearly, this isn't for me. Yeah. And actually, I had questions and I had um, doubts about life. And I thought maybe there's a different way to live life. Mm. But going to that church proved to me, in my mind, Christianity doesn't have any of the answers to the questions I'm asking. Yeah. And so it definitely reinforced, well, church is over here. And that, that's not going to hold any answers for me. And then yeah. I looked elsewhere. Wow. Okay. And so then you, um, but you worked at the BBC. Is that right? Well, it is right, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for mentioning Tell us about it. that. How, yeah. how did it go from being at the BBC I don't, don't know what you did at BBC, but then to being a vicar. How did, how did that happen? Well, I finished university, moved to London, started work at the BBC, and it was my dream job. I actually loved it. I got yeah. to travel all over the world, making TV programmes, and yeah. I really, really loved it. And it was then, while I was working at the BBC, that I got invited to do Alpha. Yeah. So I started doing okay. Alpha, and um, Wednesday nights was a bit of a, a night out for the BBC staff, because in the uh, a building that we were at, there's a BBC bar, and we always used to go out on a Wednesday. So I started doing Alpha on a Wednesday, mm. and um, it meant that I was missing drinks on a Wednesday evening. So all my BBC friends were like, where on earth are you going? And I used to go, oh, I'm doing this um, course, it's like philosophy course. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean? At, like the university, I was like, yeah, sort of, yeah. And they said, oh, do you get, is it like accredited course? I was like, yeah, you know, get a certificate at the end. <laughs> because I was just so embarrassed I was doing Alpha. Yeah, I was Come doing on. this thing called Alpha. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then actually I, I found this faith and it changed so everything in my yeah, life yeah, yeah. because it made me completely turn around in my understanding of who I mm. was, that I was loved, that I was known. And that actually the, the biggest thing that changed was that I just thought that Christianity was about obeying a certain set of rules and that your life would make more sense mm. if you could just behave better. Yeah. And Christianity had this yeah. list of rules, probably because yeah. I was thinking about the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's literally a list of rules. If you, if you abide by those, your life will be slightly better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I found is that actually Christianity just isn't primarily about morals, ethics, and rules. No. It's actually about a relationship. Yeah, and like that on. changed everything for me. And so yeah, yeah, my yeah. faith actually, um, I am a bit of an obsessive person, so I get super into stuff. No, but like, no, no. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> but I, um, 
But it, changed, it turned my life completely around. And then maybe a couple of years later, I was on a church week away um, with our, the church that I'd started going to. And yeah. one of the pastors there sort of offered me a job. Um, I said, would you consider joining this church staff? And I was like, absolutely not. What a terrible idea. I love <laughs> my job. And then I feel, felt like God spoke to me and said, oh, I think this might be right. And I sort wow. of sat with it for a couple of weeks yeah, and in yeah. the end joined the staff of this church in London. Yeah. Wow. And that's the church that, um, well, that's the church that we were planning from, HTB. Yes, that right? that's right. Wow. So Liz, uh, I met my wife, Liz, at HTB. Mm. Um, I sort of was on the staff there. While I was there, I felt called to ordination, yeah. moved to Brighton, which is a church plant. HTB's first church plant outside of London. They wow. planted in 2009 and we mm. moved down in 2011. Hey, I met you in London. That's where we met. You, met me in London. you were a student in London I while I was in working London. in students. <laughs> you were a very famous student because you uh, were well, in church circles, not in the real world, but <laughs> in church circles, you were a famous student because you were running Alpha for your friends and you saw some of your friends come to faith. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was fun. We did a little al Alpha on a little ironing board in a, in a halls of residence. Ironing board Alpha. Ironing board Alpha. We it made, was good fun. We made videos about your ironing board Alpha. Oh, gosh. But yeah, it was did. amazing. And then, yeah, so that's yeah. how we met. Yeah. And then actually... The romance continued when I invited yeah. you to move to we bumped uh, into each other at the leadership conference, at the leadership conference. Yeah. and then you moved to Brighton we yeah. worked together in Brighton and then in 2016 we were invited to start yeah. a church in Portsmouth yeah I followed you to Portsmouth which was yeah. fun Very tell nice. us about that so you um you worked at the BBC then you went to become a vicar or a pastor and then how did church planting come out of that talk, talk to us about that well i felt um hdb has this vision to play mm. its part in the re-evangelization of the nation seeing yeah. people who don't know jesus come to know jesus mm. in the revitalization of the church seeing these ancient ruins that are so often empty and neglected yeah, yeah, yeah. come back to life and be filled with people mm. worshiping and uh, seeing people the church serving its local community and then also the transformation of society, seeing yeah, us yeah, yeah. play our part in building a fairer, more just society. But that vision, see the revitalization of the church, is a vision to plant churches all over the UK into communities mm. where not many people are going to church. Yeah, so on. that's sort of what's been going on since the 1980s, and that's really rapidly increased over the last 10 years. Mm. And then like in 2009, the first one outside of London to Brighton. And so when I felt called to ordination, mm. it was because actually I heard this vision that what would it look like if churches planted churches that planted churches and we could see the revitalization of the church yeah, in the UK. And I thought yeah. maybe I could play my part in that. Yeah, if yeah, I could yeah. like run one of those small churches that's been planted by another church, then that will like be playing my part in seeing that happen. And I thought, well, the, where better to learn how to do that than HDB's first church plant outside of London in Brighton. Wow. So um, my, me and my wife, we moved down to Brighton in 2011, I think. And wow. then we were training there, learning everything that we could. Mm. A leader there called Archie Coates is just the most phenomenal leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, I, I, l I learned so much from him about church planting, the vision for growing churches and mm. stuff. Um, don't know if I'm answering your question, but then then, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. then we decided that, um, well, it wasn't even like we decided because it's not like you can say, right, I want to go and plant a church in Portsmouth. I've decided I fancy living by the sea and yeah, you know, yeah. I like Pompey Football Club we were invited by invitation of the bishop who'd seen what was going on in Brighton. Yeah. It was like, hey, yeah, yeah. we want to see the same thing happen in Portsmouth. And mm. he approached Archie and said, do you know anyone who could come and do this in Portsmouth? He said, Alex will go. And I said, what? Why, why, why? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I quite like my life, thanks, Signed Archie. I've got no yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, again, come same on. thing happened. We se sensed God's call and mm. we sensed that like um, pull towards church planting and towards Portsmouth. We went to visit and we like went to visit the bishop. And he said, yeah. you know, would you consider like yeah. moving over here and starting something new in Portsmouth? Wow. And um, we said yes. And then we moved over in 2016. Wow, yeah. mate. That's amazing. So you um, spent about, what, five years in Brighton? 
uh, where you were training for ordination to become a vicar, to become a pastor, and then you were asked to go to Portsmouth. You moved to Portsmouth. What, what, what happens there? What is that like when you all of a sudden, okay, you pack up your bags, you've got the removals there, you, you show up in a city. Like hey, you know the date that we moved? That was right. the date you had your first date with your now wife. That's Remember actually that? true. That's actually true. <laughs> the remo- you were living with us. You were on lodger at the time. I had an empty house. You took all the furniture. I was yeah. sleeping. I'd sleep on like a airbed on the floor and, in my own little house. And I do you remember, remember <laughs> you um, got really sunburned and you went to oh your no. first date with a face like a cherry. Oh, <laughs> you bad. were so badly. I, I don't can't know believe how she married me. I can't believe she married you. She still married me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that is that she's, is the Lord. She's kind. <laughs> um, um, we yeah. moved over that day with <laughs> yeah. our with Liz, who was eight and a half months pregnant, and yeah. our two-year-old daughter. And um, you're right; like it was so daunting then, and also. For us, it had been quite a complicated journey because the yeah. bishop asked if we'd church plant. Mm. But then um, when we really started exploring the details, the bishop and the archdeacon, our archdeacon, who's now the bishop of Stepney, an amazing woman who had this vision for this church yeah, yeah, plant, yeah. showed us different church buildings. But actually, it turned out that the, the building they had in mind mm. wasn't going to work because there was a vicar who was there who had a vision. And he's an, yeah, he was an amazing yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. actually. Um, and it didn't quite work out for us to, to plant there. Mm. So the archdeacon said, oh, well, we could start in another building. And, and we found a commercial building, just like an old department store on the high street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and on. we started worshipping there. And actually, um, it wasn't always smooth sailing. Mm. Like we imagined that you'd rock up and we'd start this new church and it would fill up immediately. But the journey is much more sort of up and down. It's undulating. There are these moments where it feels so exciting. Yeah. But then there's also these huge moments mm. of challenge when you really doubt yourself and you feel like you've got it wrong. Yeah. And for me, one of those moments was um, I'd led us into this department store, this like commercial building. Right in the heart of city centre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually with that city centre postcode comes like a city centre price. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And our rent was going up incrementally and it really was a huge hit on our finances. And yeah. I got to this point where I thought, I've totally messed this up. Like yeah. I've decided to take us to this building and this is, this is going to ruin the church financially. I don't know what we're yeah. going to do. And it was right when we're in the depths of struggling with that financial problem that um, builders knocked down the building next door to build student accommodation. And Mm. they popped in. And um, really, when I was doubting that we should be there at all, they said, oh, we found the old plans to this building. Um, Do you want to see? And we're like, oh, yeah, what is it? And they said, oh, funnily enough, it used to be a hotel. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And they said, but on the ground floor, there's a a cafe. And this Mm. woman had built a cafe. And we're like, oh, that's funny, because on the ground floor, we have a cafe. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, the cafe was like a social enterprise and the money was supposed to help vulnerable women and their families. And we're like, well, that's weird, because that's what our cafe does. And this was in 1880. So it was like 140 years before we'd moved there. We're like, that's so incredible. That was a thing. They said, oh, yeah, the other thing on the ground floor of this hotel, there was a church. She built it. And every night of the week, she had evangelistic outreach uh, services yeah, for the yeah. people of Portsmouth who didn't know Jesus. Wow. And we're like, it made me think, you know, it's not my church, yeah, it's God's yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. And on. he knew all along that he was going to lead us into that building. Come and on. actually, he knew that that site was earmarked to be a church for hundreds of years. And actually, it's not on us. Like, it's wow. not our job to make it work. God has a vision Amen. for the city and he uses useless people like us <laughs> to sort of <laughs> make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, that's amazing. What a story. Yeah, that's incredible. Good. And so you... um. So you were there at this commercial road, your commercial road location, um, and that's how you started off. But what, what have, has it changed since then? So that was when, 2016? Yeah, 2016, mm-hmm. we launched our services in the September, and um, it was exciting, actually. People started coming, and um, 
we were sort of having a really good time. Mm. And then the bishop had also licensed me, so it made me the vicar of this church over in a suburban area in the east of the city called St Albans. And mm. it was it was really small number of people that were left there with just a uh, service on a Sunday morning and no midweek activities at all. Yeah. And um, we started asking ourselves the question of what does really good church in that area look like? Mm. And we knew there were loads of families with um, uh, children. And so we started running Tots and Toddlers and a parenting course. And then we launched this new service. Looking back, it was a terrible time to launch it because it was in the middle of the World Cup in 2018. In June, yeah, yeah. we launched it oh. at four o'clock in the afternoon yeah, on yeah, Sundays. Yeah. I don't know how anybody ever came <laughs> because they're all at home watching the football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we started something which we felt was quite different and quite exciting. And like over 100 people were coming every week to the service. So we felt really wow. excited. And at the same Come time, on. the services at our commercial road venue were really growing. And the morning, we hadn't quite factored in that like you, you could see probably 300. Mm. But when everyone's there with their buggies and like a welcome wall and getting a cup of coffee, that really shrinks. So the morning service outgrew that building quite quickly. And so the bishop then invited us to partner with a church in the dockyard, in the sort of quayside, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. near a big shopping centre called Gunworth Keys, where you spent most of your time, Ryan, when you I lived in oh Portsmouth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Missed those shops. It's got all the shops. Yeah. It's got everything. Yeah, big up Gunworth Keys. Come on. <laughs> and um, so we moved our service into um, this Gunworth location. Yeah, so yeah, suddenly yeah, yeah. we found ourselves as one church across three locations, which we had no intention yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like we set out saying we want like, all these multiple buildings and because you know it's really complicated yeah. but we just felt actually it was god's leading and yeah. that then the services in this gunwolf keys church over in the quayside they grew really rapidly it was, i don't know why it was like god was just growing yeah, them so then yeah, we had to yeah. double up the services there and then in september 2019 the bishop then asked if we might move our evening service which again had outgrown this commercial venue into the church which was supposed to be the um, location of the church plant in the first place because wow. the vicar who were there had really happily retired and they wow. were looking for somebody to partner with them so we moved our evening service into this all saints um uh, site we call it our city location it's right in the heart of the city wow. And actually, I remember preaching there for the first time in September 2019. And I looked out and I said, you know that verse um, from in the story of Joseph where um, his brothers come to see him mm. and they apologize and they say, we're so sorry, we shouldn't have thrown you in the pit. I mean, mm. good advice for any brother throwing their brother into the it's pit. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> selling him into slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and Joseph replies and he says, oh no, you intended it for harm but God intended it yeah, for good, for the saving mm. of many lives, which yeah, is what's happening on. now. And I looked back when I was preaching in September 2019, I thought, you know what? I thought when we had to give up that idea of being in that building and move into this commercial road location, I felt my mistake, God's abandoned us. Like this, this is awful. And I looked back and I thought, maybe the devil intended it for harm. But mm. God intended it for good for what's happening now, which is the saving of many lives. Wow. And you remember, like, it's so encouraging for anyone who's church planting or anybody who's involved in Christian ministry. Yeah, it's not yeah, our yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. It's God's church. No, no, and no. also it's not our plan. Yeah, it's God's on. plan. And he always works for the good of those yeah. who love him. Yeah. It's so such a relief when, like, especially in these times, trying to, like, figure yeah, out how to do yeah, church yeah. and coronavirus and everything, knowing God's good and he's got a plan. Mate, that's, it's coming full circle, isn't it? Yeah. That's incredible. And you're still planting. You've got more plants going on. You, you, can you talk about that? Can yeah, yeah. We, um, we were planting. Uh, so Portsmouth is actually an island. It's like an island city. And then yeah. over the... It's a bit hotter, isn't it? It pokes out a little bit. Hotter than any other part of the UK. It's ever so warm down there. Is it the su yes. sunniest part of the UK or something? Mm, yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. 
feels that way. Try it. Check it's it out. It's quite windy because of the Solent. Great for sailing. If you're Good into for sailing. sailing. Yeah. So it's a lovely water. It's quite still. Yeah. Very different to, to here. It's not different to Cardiff Bay, perhaps. A bit different. Yeah. So actually, the bishop has invited us to play um, a yeah. role in sort of seeing if these three churches over in Gosport, um, if we can help wow. them to flourish and to bring new life and build a new worshipping community there as well. Three so we just more churches. So three you've more currently churches. got three in Portsmouth. Yes. So you can have three in Gosport. Yeah. Six. Doubling yes. up. Doubling Completely up. Completely doubling. And actually... Again, that's really the bishop's vision. He's got this vision for how these churches in Gosport can grow and flourish and serve their local community. So actually, he's appointed me to be the team rector, but we've got these... Team rector? Team rector. That's, that's an cool. Anglican name, isn't it? I love it? these names. Vicar, rector. Yeah, very old. They're very My wife laughs at rector. She thinks <laughs> it's funny. Sounds like rectum. Is that, is that why? I shouldn't have said that. Yes. Can I say that? Should I not? <laughs> We'll I've said that, it now. We'll it's on. Out. I don't know. Why not? We'll Leave it in. Um, <laughs> see how it feels. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. So, yeah. So, actually, it's such a privilege to be involved because, again, knowing now, like, you know, it's not... if the, It's God's church yeah, and it's yeah, God's yeah. plan. Yeah. If I can play my part in seeing people come uh, to faith and seeing lives turned around and seeing society made more fair and more just over in yeah, gospel, what on. a privilege. What a way to spend your life. Like, wow. So exciting. Oh, mate, that's... It's amazing. It's incredible. And it's come full circle and you're still planting and you do I think it's incredible what you guys are doing. Um, just, I mean, obviously right now we can't ignore the fact that we are in a global pandemic. Mm. Coronavirus is all anyone talks about and it's just all, all over the news. And um, we've kind of come out of lockdown, but localised lockdowns are happening. And um, you guys just relaunched Sundays, isn't that right? Can yeah, you, that's right. Can you talk to me about like, you know, you know, I've seen various people talk about lockdown lessons, things they've learned through that. But as a church, now that you're kind of I guess we're still in it, but you're trying to find a way to navigate it and you're beginning to meet together again. Mm. Could you just talk to us a bit about like what you've experienced there, what you're noticing from it, any changes, anything like that? Just talk a bit towards that. Oh, I hated lockdown. <laughs> it wasn't the life for me, right? I no. hated it. I am an no, extrovert. I, I love people. I, I like my kids more when they're at school. Well, I had a baby in lockdown. Yes, that you was, had a baby in lockdown. I've got a, yeah, I've got a lockdown baby. Yeah. Kids are better when they're going to school every day, yeah. not when they're stuck in the house with me. <laughs> and I'm better when I go to work every day and yeah. I sort of see people and like yeah. I need like a hamster wheel to get the energy out. But um, I had a really difficult time actually. And I went yeah, into yeah, lockdown. Yeah. Again, I don't ever seem to learn my lesson, but... I thought, you know, this is just about how much of the church will be left when we come out of this. And, yeah. I, and I, felt I sort of yeah. slipped into panic mode of what can I do to hold the church together? And then I went for a walk, actually. And every, so my Boris walk every day, I'd go down to the seafront with my headphones in and yeah. I'd li listen some worship and then I'd pray. And I remember saying, are you kidding, Lord, that you're not going to end this? Knowing that you can end this, are you kidding me that yeah. you're not going to? Because yeah. my church is going to fall apart. So what are you going to do about it? And then I felt um, sort of God say, you know, you can have like a paddy, mm. but um, I've, got, I've got a plan here. Mm. Come on. And, I, and I was like, well, if you can demonstrate to me, Lord, all right, if you're saying you've got a plan, if you can demonstrate to me that more yeah. people will come to faith when we're in lockdown, more churches will be revitalized and more churches will come back to life and we'll end up with a fairer, more just society, then yeah. I'm willing to stay in lockdown. Otherwise, I'm not having it. Yeah, and I yeah. felt God say, well, firstly, not your choice. But secondly, <laughs> do you think yeah. I'm not capable of doing that in lockdown? Wow. Do you think that this is a problem for me? Yeah. And at that moment, I really, again, I sort of handed over to God and I felt like, okay, Lord, do whatever you can. And it was then that we ran our biggest Alpha course. 
We, ran, yeah. we had 72 couples on the marriage course. Wow. Our food bank went from one session a week to five sessions a week. We started cooking meals for the domestic abuse refuges in Portsmouth. We started helping wow. clients with um, uh, who are in unmanageable debt. And we yeah, run this thing wow. called CAP, Christians Against Poverty. Last week, our first client became completely debt-free. And on. actually, looking back now, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can see just how much God did during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. And when I feel nervous about a mm. second wave or what might happen... I've got to hold on to remembering yeah. God is always faithful yeah. and like he will always work for the good of those who love him. And it Come might on. be painful and it might be a sacrifice. And actually the truth is mm. I didn't enjoy church in lockdown as much as I enjoy church normally. No. And I felt yeah. like God say, hey, it may, might not be about you and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, your enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but actually I did see him do all those amazing things and I did see like incredible progress for the kingdom. And so when I think now, about am I fearful, am I frightened about the future? I've got to hold on and believe every time we've hit a challenge, God has been faithful and God has been yeah, good. So we launched our um, services again in real life last Sunday. Mm. Um, we launched three morning services. This mm. Sunday we're adding two evening services and then the next Sunday uh, another afternoon service. We reckon we need to do wow. six to um, sort of like make it COVID secure and safe. Wow. But actually it was amazing. And you know, I was nervous because we can't sing. We have to wear masks and we can't sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually the worship was incredible. Being in the rooms, like other people's faith lifting you up and your expectancy rising again. Like it was, it was amazing. To be completely honest, I can't wait until we can all sort of cuddle each other again and like get yeah, really yeah, get, yeah. like you get in the mosh hugger, bit. Though. I'm a hugger. You're a bit of a no, hugger. You're not that. that. Yeah. No, it's not for you. But I'm yeah, I'm okay with this at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's good for my wife Liz. She's like elbow bumps enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't need any more than that. But yeah. Yeah. So even though it's painful for us, yeah. and actually I had this picture, the church, one of the churches we lead in Portsmouth is um, our Copner location, and during the war it was bombed, and Portsmouth was bombed quite heavily during the war, yeah, yeah. and in 1942 this German bomber dropped a bomb on, on the church, he was aiming for a railway bridge, and it landed on the church, and the church was half completely destroyed. And mm. I was there the other day, and as I was praying in the building, I looked up at the ceiling, I could see the, you can sort of see the join where they rebuilt it. And by 1952, mm. it was completely rebuilt. And now it's, um, you would never know really apart yeah, from that yeah, small yeah. join. And I felt God say to me, I've rebuilt this church before. Do you not think that I can do it again? Wow, come on. And I was like, oh, that's really good. But yeah, also yeah, yeah, I felt yeah. him say, it also cost that group of people in the 40s and 50s a lot of time, hard work, effort and sacrifice mm. he said it will cost you the same yeah come on. but imagine what you can see and i think that's the call on us right now is that will we play our part will we sacrifice our time yeah. our finances our energy to build mm. god's kingdom in a, a world that has been devastated by coronavirus and that's what we're excited about doing in wow. portsmouth we're, come yeah. on wow mate that's amazing I've one more question okay um you know we are a new plant we've just moved here to cardiff from portsmouth we were in portsmouth for well i was for the last four years um and for anyone else starting out whether it's a church starting out a business whatever they're doing um you're now four years in so a bit more seasoned so would you what would you is there anything now that you wish you'd known back then that you do know now is there anything you can give us some advice on um as we're like just starting out or for anyone else just starting out that's such a helpful question. Um, I think four years in, I will say, is, is uh, um, we've not had that long to learn our lessons. And so I reckon that God's got so much more to teach us. And one of the top tips is like speak to the, you know, we, Liz and I think that in our marriage, we want to speak to people who've married 50 years. We've married 10 and something. Yeah, I want to speak yeah, to someone yeah, who's yeah, done, yeah, had a yeah. successful marriage for 50 years. So um, I'm spending more time actually trying to meet with people who've been, who are much further along the line. One thing I would say is I think it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, like, yeah, I think you're supposed on. to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think that like, 
God wants us to enjoy this world he created. And so we take time to be on the beach and we take time to like laugh and not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, we yeah, make yeah. sure that we take Jesus seriously, but we definitely don't take ourselves too seriously. Lots of spike ball. A lot yeah. of spike ball, our favorite game, a lot Come of fun, a lot of volleyball. But you know what? It yeah. is, it, I think that God's given us this chance to be involved mm. in his mission and he's done it for mm. our good. He's done it so he, he can draw us closer to him Come and so on. that we can enjoy his presence in his and um archie who's the leader of st peter's brighton said what if church planting was actually an activity in seeing how you might become more like jesus and mm. seeing how you might experience more of god's goodness wow and everything else is yeah, a bonus yeah, yeah. then on. i think if you position yourself like that then you can't really go wrong amen mate thank you so much for coming on Hello. um mate you're amazing thank you you too Good thanks luck. for having me Bye. so nice to be here <laughs> thank you